Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mason Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Don't buy retail. Go wholesale with Rocky Mountain Forest Products. I think I told you I had my uh, COVID booster shot yesterday. I'm a little sore today, so how did I celebrate? I went to the gym like I do every day, and I work shoulders. So I figured maybe I could work that right out. Feeling a lot better right now. No fatigue or anything like that? No, I'm a little tired, but I got to tell you something. Uh, if I was a member of the Detroit Lions, I would have practiced today because they have over 20 guys who did not practice. Uh, some of it has to do with injury. Some of it has to do with being sick. And I don't think I've ever seen an injury list that looks this long. Yeah, especially with so many players listed as illness. So you wonder, something like that. The first thing that went through my mind, I'm just speculating here and spitballing, is was there something bad served at the team chow hall? When you have so many that have an illness, usually if there's like a flu or something like that rolling around, you don't have that many guys on the shelf at once. Yeah. And it's certainly not COVID because if it were COVID, then it would be disclosed. And they'd go on, you'd have guys going on the COVID list. You know what it might be? They finally got their first win, and a lot of those guys are saying, you know what, I need a week off. We put, we put a lot of mental energy and physical energy into getting our only win. I need a week off. I thought you were going to say that they celebrate too hard and that maybe some of them have the Jack Daniels flu. If they celebrated too hard one win, whoever celebrated too hard should not be on an NFL roster. Yeah, but... No. When you've gone no, no, oh and no. oh eleven no. and one. This isn't like the Miami Dolphins who were undefeated, celebrating every year a bunch of old guys, and Mercury Morris bringing the cocaine. That's not the type hey, of party. He quit that a long time ago, and he has been involved with helping people out of addiction for a long time. I stand corrected. Yeah. Yes, he did have a problem, but kind of overcoming that's basically defined who he has become as a person. Right. So anyway, sorry. I'm I'm not dogging Mar- Mercury Morris for that. Because, no, you're dogging me. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I'm dogging Mercury I just Morris. wanted to set the, re- the record straight. That's fine. Yeah. Good, good for him. Good for him. All right, with that, time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. I think it's fair to say Melvin Gordon has had a pretty good year. I mean, considering he's been splitting carries with Javante Williams, he leads the team in touchdowns. He's averaging 4.5 yards a carry. And today he met the media and said, you know what? I'm an unrestricted free agent after the season, but I want to come back. You know, I'd love to be here, man. I want to be here. Um, you know, I don't think many people want me here. You know, as far as the fans, man, I've, I've been seeing a lot of stuff, man. You know, and I and I understand. You know, I understand. And I get it. And uh, but I love it here, man. I love the guys here. Um, you know, great group of guys, role models, younger and older to follow. 
And, uh, you know, it's just a great atmosphere. I uh, love the fans regardless. Um, <laughs> regardless of the hate right now. And I, I think it's mostly because of fantasy, honestly. But, you know, the fantasy football, man, you know, it's, 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 it gets people a little tight in the rear end. But, um, you know, I'm excited to be here. I love to be here, man. Um, you know, they, they, they do good with running backs here. You know, when we run the ball, man, we could really be dangerous, And you know, as you can see. And, uh, you know, I feel like with that O-line we got right now, they're going to be really special. You know, they're going to be really special, man. We got some young guys that are that are really talented. And, uh, you know, you know I, I've, I've had a, a, quite a few years where my line wasn't, you know, wasn't as great, you know. And, you know, you see something blossoming, you want to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, God willing, I am. Feel the fans don't want him here? I think there have been some uh, things on social media said that crossed the line from professional critiques to personal critiques and like borderline wild. Like like I mean, what? after he fumbles, I mean, there, there's a lot of negativity out there. There, Look, I can say this even from my end of it, on the media end, there's a lot of toxicity in Broncos country right now on the social media sphere. No question. And I feel like what we have seen more and more is critiques that have crossed the line from professional critiques to pers- to being personal. And I think he's seen some of that. I mean, maybe the best way is just tune it out. Unfortunately, if you're a media, you can't really do that. But if you're a player, you can. But I think that I think some of that's taken a toll on him. I think to be that, fair, I think it has been a slow build with Melvin Gordon on why more than a few Broncos fans don't want him here. Now let's look at what he did in his first season. Rushed for nearly a thousand yards, four point six yards per carry, had nine touchdowns. That's a pretty good season for only two hundred fifteen rushing attempts. Yes, that's actually a very good season. Very good season. Okay. Um, this year, he's splitting carries with Javante Williams. And 4.5 yards a carry, leading the team with touchdowns. With that, there have been some situations, some in his control and some out of his control, that he has been a part of. It hasn't just been one thing. Let's go back in the history. Okay? Let's go back into some history here. One, he came from the San Diego Chargers. Okay. Some Broncos fans, if they have a problem with a guy from the San Diego Chargers coming here, you need to just get over it. If the guy's a good player, he's a good player. You can have a problem if Joey Bosa comes here, really? Didn't, I mean, if we're talking about having a problem with division rivals, I mean, one of the big reasons why the Broncos won two Super Bowls was they got Neil Smith from the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, that was a long time ago before but, social media. But no, but that, that, that's, that, but that's the same but type of thing. But that's a small thing. It's the that's, same type of thing, right? That's very small. Yeah. Very, very small. Number two. He was seen as the guy who bumped Philip Lindsay out of his role. Everyone wanted Philip Lindsay to carry the ball. Everybody loved Philip Lindsay, local kid. Pat Shermer is the guy who didn't like Philip Lindsay, not Melvin Gordon. Okay, so I think a lot of fans are upset that Lindsay is gone, didn't get a lot of carries last year, and they were given to Melvin Gordon. That's number two. Number three. Throw in the drunk driving. That's probably the one that's the most fair critique. Okay. Now, people make mistakes. Like Mercury Morris, people make mistakes. But the thing that sticks out to me about him getting pulled over for drunk driving was not the actual incident in which he was, you know, pretty sauced. It's when he was interviewed by the police, he talked about Philip Lindsay that it was on his mind. That, to me, portrays weakness. It just does. 
And I think for some fans, it did as well. He gets pulled over. I'm really worried about losing my job to Philip Lindsay. That's not going to play well to any crowd. Number four, the Broncos draft Javante Williams. He looks really good in preseason, looks really good in training camp. Everybody's excited about Javante Williams. And Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer want those guys to split carries. And now, after what we saw from Javante Williams in his first full start, I think there are more people that want Javante Williams, not necessarily don't want Melvin Gordon. Number five, after Javante Williams fumbled in the Washington game and they brought in Melvin Gordon to hold on to the ball, he doesn't. So it's a series of unfortunate events with Melvin Gordon, some of his own doing, and some that he had no control over. It, it, it's, it's almost like a rap sheet. It's almost like you have to look at the history. It's not one thing. It's a whole bunch of different things. But if you want to look at one thing that's the most important thing, look at his production. And it's been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I can look, the DUI thing, I mean, that's, that's I think, a fair critique because any, all of these players have access to... Nobody had a problem with Sean Moreno, and he had sauced on his license plate. That was his vanity. And and to me, that's but to me, that's something I I justifiably have a problem with. I understand because all these guys guys have access to I agree Uber to Uber and Lyft. I'm not whenever they want. I'm not disagreeing. Free rides paid for by the league. What I'm saying is is that towards the end of Sean Moreno's career, people fell in love with him, and they forgot about the DUI. I'm saying it's not one thing. I just rattled off five reasons why people are probably not crazy about Melvin Gordon. And they all add up. It's kind of like chopping down a thin tree with a big old axe. Instead of one swipe with the drunk driving, it's five. The thing is, I would argue probably the biggest thing for a lot of people is the fumbles. He He had some key fumbles last year. He did too. Right. And Philip, one, I mean, again, and also Philip Lindsay, I think, is a factor because Philip Lindsay is very popular around here. As they're we all, all factors. As That's what all, I'm trying to as, say. As we all know. We don't need to rank them. But, they're all factors. Oh, I, I'm aware of that. Yeah. But I'm, in, I'm not saying I'm not aware of that. I'm saying it's what What are probably the biggest ones? Like, what what are most important? To some people, it's probably the DUI. To me, that's the one thing I think you can critique. The fumbles. Okay. You mentioned it in the Washington game. Melvin Gordon fumbled. Lost a fumble. He's out there because Javante Williams had put the ball on the ground two plays earlier. He was saved by the whistle being blown, and then it wasn't reviewed because the Broncos did recover. But Javante Williams actually is fumbling more often than Philip than Melvin Gordon is this year. Let's cut to the chase. Yeah. Everybody loved Philip Lindsay. Melvin Gordon pushed him out. Everybody loves Javante Williams. Javante Williams isn't getting more carries. Who's the common denominator taking those carries from both guys? Melvin Gordon, period. And then a bunch of key fumbles, not only this year, but last year. Then throw in the DUI. Then saying, oh, it's on my mind about Philip Lindsay as he's talking to the police. I'll waste it. It's a combination of a million things. One is no more important than the other unless you feel like ranking it, but it's it's the confluence of events that have led us to this. But point. can we agree that some of the critiques have gotten real especially on social media? I don't see have them. gotten really personal and harsh. I, I, I don't see them. The only critique that I saw that 
I think blew everybody's top off is when somebody used the N-word referring to Teddy Bridgewater. On Sunday night. Yes. That was as, as, as egregious as you can get. But I haven't seen anything like that with Melvin Gordon. Players are criticized all the time. It's just part of being a celebrity. It's just part of being an athlete in a town that loves its team. It's unfortunate, but it's true. But I haven't seen anything like I saw with Teddy Bridgewater. That was awful. Doesn't mean the other what, that what he's receiving isn't bad. I didn't say that. It, I didn't say. Didn't, right. I'm not making excuses for it. I mean, tell me something that was said that was really bad that I'm not aware of. I'm not. What I'm, I'm, say, I'm saying I'm not aware. I, of. I'm not saying it's one thing, but I'm saying like the critiques of players in general on social media are getting personal. Okay. Like. And especially now on Twitter, when you can tweet at somebody, he mentioned the fantasy thing. You know, C.J. Anderson said that a few years ago, that people were rolling him on social media because, oh, he wasn't getting enough carries, not enough touchdowns. And so people... I There's the, a difference between C.J. Anderson and Melvin Gordon. A huge difference. But, but it's, the same type of, it's the same type of critique. People feel, and I think fantasy is a big part of this. People feel like they have "quote unquote" ownership of a player because he's on their fantasy team, and then they go and then they go on social media and they rip the guy when he doesn't have a lack of a lot of control. Oftentimes, of over how he's being used. If you're getting half the carries, maybe you should have drafted another running back. But that's part. But that's part of the, the again the toxicity of social media, right? For C.J. Anderson, yeah. he admitted to me on tape he wasn't running as hard in the first half. That's on him. Now, he has corrected that. I will never forget that, ever. It was, I think it was the Super Bowl season. But that, doesn't that, does he not have a right to be frustrated over what people are saying when it's personal attacks on him? He admitted that he wasn't trying as hard as he could. That's fine, but does he, but why? No, 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 you're so not. So he shouldn't, so he doesn't have a right. No. So he doesn't have a right to object no. to people with vile, vile harsh words. If, if you are crossing the line using the N-word, well, I th- yes. I, That's not the only line to cross. If you criticize uh, you criticize someone's you know professional qualifications, I mean I'll say it for, me, for me personally, you criticize my credibility, that's crossing a line. Wow, we're we're wa- that's absolutely crossing a line. I'm sorry, and par- and part of it maybe part of the reason you're you're, you're the, upset because this has happened. To yes, you. I and I and I empathize completely with Melvin Gordon on this. And I empathize completely with CJ Anderson and what he deal with I, and I, all and what all these players have dealt with because it's awful. It's brutal. Listen. And again, it is get, it, we are in an environment right now on social media where these things have gotten personal. I agree. And I've gotten stuff, too. I mean, we could do a whole segment on the things people have said to you on social media, which is beyond uncalled for. Beyond uncalled for. Because you work your tail off. I think Melvin Gordon is working his tail off. All I'm trying to say is C.J. Anderson said to me on tape he wasn't. That's, but that does. I, I get that, but that that doesn't mean that people have a right to come at him with personal attacks. Well, I don't know. Period. I don't know what world we can live in. I don't know what country we can live in where that doesn't happen, unless somebody flies to Mars and starts well, a colony. It's not. It's not happening in this society. No, and there are not. a lot of other reasons that we can talk about, but I'd rather not go into the social political vein. <laughs> 
Coming up after the break, our friend Woody Page recently pointed out something that you and I have been talking about for a long time. I hear people say this. If for some reason Vic Fangio is not back, how in the world can the Broncos hire a new head coach without an owner? When I hear that, I just shake my head thinking, what in the heck are you talking about? Seriously. We'll talk about that next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. SmileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. Uh, if you have a family especially, uh, you really need to think about doing something with a uh, estate plan or a will or a living will. It's so important to protect your family because if you do nothing, the courts are going to take over. And I think you want to make your own decisions. That's exactly how I felt. I worked with Dan McKenzie and McKenzie Law. He was patient. He answered all of my questions, but he also asked me the right questions as well. And honestly, that is just as important. So he found out things about me that I didn't even think to bring up. We got everything down into my estate plan. I could not be happier. As for a living will, listen, God forbid you get into an accident and you're going to be in a vegetative state for the rest of your life. Do you want to be in that state? Or do you want to have somebody pull the plug? That's what a living will is. For me, I know there will be a line of people around the door, starting with Mace after that last segment, wanting to pull that plug. But I've decided, Mace, I'm sorry, it's going to be somebody else. What? Let's just move on. <laughs> Go with my friend Dan McKenzie at the McKenzieFirm.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. All right, our friend Woody Page recently pointed out that um, with the impending sale of the Broncos, probably sometime early in the spring next year, the timing of the sale might be horrible for a coaching search since a new coach would be hired months before a new owner is in place. I, I, I've known Woody for a long time. I don't agree with that one bit. Not one bit. And I've had people say it to me. What say you before I go on my rant? There's it's nothing to do with it. I mean, nothing. It, nothing. Please. Well, this is what I hear from people. Well, you know, if, if George Payton hires somebody, then, then the new owner's going to come in. If he doesn't like the coach, he's just going to fire him. Yeah, okay. He's going to eat probably a four- to five-year guaranteed contract. Got it. And, oh, by the way, the coach gets paid regardless. I mean, the only, the only way this happens is if you've got somebody who's worth billions upon billions of dollars and they had already had somebody in mind, and then probably it would be the GM and the head coach. But the chances of that happening are slim. It is more likely going to look like when David Tepper bought the Panthers and he kept Marty Herney, the GM, and Ron Rivera on the job. Rivera for nearly two seasons. Herney 
nearly three, and then decided to bring in his own people because he didn't like the direction. But Pat Bowen, for example, kept John Beak and Dan Reeves on the job in 1984, liked what they were doing, and kept them on. Right. Smart business owners. Smart business owners who buy other businesses do not make sweeping changes. You see how everything is going. You get to know the people there, and then you make your evaluations. That's why I believe Vic Fangio stayed on the job this year, and Pat Shermer, and Tom McMahon, and so on and so forth. You want to get to know these people. You want to know what you think. For George Payton, he has a six-year deal. You can make the case he has a year to burn. But then people are saying to me, well, if, if the owner doesn't like the, 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 the head coach, if indeed a coaching hire is going to be made, and he doesn't like Peyton's decision, well, he's just going to fire Peyton. You know what I would say to that if I were George Peyton? Please fire me. There are other jobs I can get, and you're going to give me a five-year severance so I can either go find another job and have all that money in the bank, or I'll enjoy my time on the beach. This has nothing to do with it. You cannot wait to hire a new head coach if indeed that is the direction. You would be paralyzing yourself as an organization. There's no other option but to find a new head coach if indeed Vic Fangio is not the guy. And oh, by the way, I saw a Farmer Broncos player today who knows a lot of guys in that locker room. And I said to him, do you think Vic Fangio is the right guy for the job? And remember, he knows a lot of guys in that locker room. Mm -hmm. And he just shook his head and smiled and looked down. And I looked at him and I said, so is that a yes? And he just kind of smiled at me and he said, yeah. I think there are a lot of guys in that locker room that feel for Vic it's time to go. That's fair. And it wouldn't surprise me. And the problem for Vic is this. You know, you hear a lot about accountability that he blames other people. The problem for Vic, I think, with some of the players is this, and you and I have talked about mm -hmm. it. After Vic's first year, I've told this story before. If you haven't heard it, I'll repeat it again. I'm not suggesting this is the case right now. The player is still with the team. And the guy said to me, after the season, Vic's first year, I don't even know if Vic knows that I have two kids. His people skills are just not there. And if you're going to run through a wall for somebody, you want to believe that the guy actually cares about you talking about the coach. It's about team building yeah. and building bonds. And, and, right. and co that, that's why coaching is more about kind of getting everybody on the same page, building relationships, making sure everybody is all in, than calling plays. Like to me, in term, if the Broncos move on from Vic Fangio, the least important aspect of it is the tactics when it comes to a, a coach. You want somebody who really wants to build a culture, who wants to really get to know the guys, to where, to where every player feels comfortable going into the head coach's office and just to talk. Just, I got to get something off my chest. That's what the best the best coaches are the ones that are kind of there to listen like that. You, you that, got, pro that provide that provide that. You got to be able to relate to your players, and you know Vic has said something. I'm not I'm not barking saying that he should be fired. All I'm saying is, is that I don't think there are going to be a lot of people who are going to be disappointed. Now there's another thing, by the way, also accountability. Yeah, you know, Vic is very good at kind of 
I hate to say it, but throwing people under the bus a little bit, right? It's always somebody else. You know, and they have like the Tom McMahon. A lot goes wrong on special teams, right? Mm-hmm. What does Tom McMahon always say when things go wrong? It's on he, me. Yes. No. Even though a lot of it is execution, which isn't on him. Like, what happened Sunday night with the Caden, Stern, the Caden Stearns uh, collision with Deontay Spencer? That isn't on coaching, all right? Nobody's coached to do that. No. He will, but Tom McMahon is the type of person who will say, ultimately, that's on me. You know what? He'll fall on the sword. I'm going to make a joke that I think you of all people would like because you love your puns. When, if Vic and Pat Shermer ever go on a rafting trip, you know where they're going to go? Where? On denial. Oh, man. You like that? That's... I figured you of all people. That was like good. That. that was good. I just, I just made that. I up. mean, I'm I'm familiar with the old denial ink, just a river in Egypt. Right. <laughs> I figured you, were, Danny, do not run over to get the rim shot. You're way too late. I mean, seriously. I saw. I you was like, actually looking for the crickets, but no. Well, there. I get the crickets all the time. Well, here's the thing. If Mace laughs, there are no crickets. If you think it's if there's no if there's sight here, let, let, I'd rather you, be easy with a laugh. And also, I find <laughs> I find a lot of things funny. Know and you know what? Even if it's a bad pun, yeah, I have a laugh at the audacity to share it. Yeah. Okay. And if sometimes that's what I'm laughing at. By the way, to go back to a point earlier about kind of how the ownership and all that doesn't prevent you from moving on from Vic Fangio, going for a new coach. Right. Don't forget, in terms of this current situation, you just had. About $32 million in guaranteed money given to Cortland Sutton and to Tim Patrick. That's full guarantees, let alone the others. So all that money has to be put in escrow. I don't think there's going to be anything, financially or otherwise, that keeps the Broncos from moving on from Vic Fangio if George Payton decides he's not the right guy. By the way, I'm going to... I'm making an assumption here. I'm making an assumption. Ooh, here. You know what happens when you assume. Okay, right out of another bears. I get it. With that, I thought it was from odd I, couple first. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to predict what was going through Andrew Mason's mind at today's press conference when he asked a question to Pat Shermer. Andrew asks a question. Pat gives his answer, and Andrew's thinking. Come on! Come on! Really? And then you followed up, and he answered something short. Then you followed up again. And I'm sure all you wanted to say was, Come on, Pat! You know exactly what I'm talking about. Take some accountability. No, I didn't I didn't follow up. I just asked the question. I kind of let it stand. And well, I thought I heard your voice again. Maybe that was Darren. Maybe that was Darren. D-Mac followed asking about the fourth and two. Right. And it maybe was right, it was Darren. But it was right after I asked about... Right. Hey, do you work with your quarterback on, you know, saying, hey, oh, you took the completion here, but you had the open right. guy downfield. Right. All right. It, it was sort of, we got to the end and we were very much like, in the, uh, it, it was very much like prime minister's questions at that point in parliament in Britain where the opposition is grilling the prime minister. We were basically at that kind of, okay, we need some accountability here stage of the press conference. Uh, the media yeah. is just shaking its head every time Pat Shermer marches up onto that podium. Like, what are, what are we going to hear today? Well, and I'm always thinking, okay, how can I get something useful here? An answer, and in that case, I was asking a question that I think a lot of fans have. Do you get the answer you wanted? No. Enough said. Coming up after the break. <laughs> 
The Rockies have brought somebody back from their past to hopefully help them moving forward. Who do they bring back? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive, and yes, we are back, and neither of us are wearing black. Afternoon Drive. Navy blue. I have a... It's one of the Rockies colors. Yeah, exactly. I have a black uh, lid on my cup right. here. Right. My no, mug. I thought you meant back in black as in... That's my phone. Yeah. You know what I love about my phone? It says scam likely. Oh, mine does too. Yeah, you know what I always... It says potential spam. You know, you know what I always do? I say I'm on my way. I always tell them I'm on my way when a, when a scammer calls. That's nice. By the way, that song in in reference to Clint Hurdle, Going, who is coming back. Yeah, okay. back in the black and purple. There you go. Although he wore black in Pittsburgh. By the way, if you want, so he's always been in black. You could say. Well, Pittsburgh's not really purple. No, but he, black and gold. Both teams have black as a primary oh, color. Oh, I see. I so he's all... He's, the, I got you. The, one color's What about different. the Royals? But played? that was before he came to oh, Colorado, right? You got to get so specific all the time. Yeah, yeah. The whole fact... I'm just why, trying why you to let, get the Clint Hurdle timeline Why are you letting the facts get in the way of a good bit that we're trying to do here? By the way, if you want to reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Colorado Off-Road in Littleton. If you need major accessory brands or something off-market for your truck, car, Jeep, or SUV, they've got it. Upfit today at Colorado Off-Road or go to cooffroad.com. All right, Clint Hurdle is coming back to the organization on January 1st. This has been rumored for a very long time. He's going to be a special assistant to new GM Bill Schmidt. Hurdle's still going to live in Florida so he can be close to his family. Uh, for those that covered Clint Hurdle like I did, he is his family is everything to him. Uh, but he will travel to Denver and to sites of the Rockies minor league teams. I'll tell you what surprises me about not surprises me. I knew eventually he'd be coming back. I've been told I was told this months and months and months ago. But I heard he was going to be the new team president. I heard that thing was locked and ready to go. So, anyway. He's you said be- family's important. Right. And maybe he just simply didn't want to bring his family Co- to Colorado. Well, he team. wants to stay in Florida yes. with that. As a Rockies fan, should you be excited that Clint is back and maybe this team is headed in the right direction? I mean, you, you, I know it's easy to kind of say, oh, well, they're going back to the well here, back to what they... Well, uh, they are. Ba- Back to what they know, like but, Joe Sackett going back to the Avalanche. but they're going back. John Elway going back, but to they're the going back to somebody who ultimately had success here. No, 
He had a successful two and a half weeks. Sorry. It was more than two and a half weeks. I mean, it was a good. It was a month Fine. of playing good ball. Okay, two and a half weeks. He su- but don't forget also, Please. it was it culminated in that, but he did supervise what was at least to a point a successful rebuild. Remember when he was really kind of digging his teeth into the job? It was Generation R. Remember that? Yeah, I covered him. Yeah, you were around. I was around for that. Yeah, I covered him. And to his credit, the team steadily got better under his watch and developed. And uh, made, so. I don't know about that. I would say in around September 15th of 2007, like a rocket ship, it went straight up. They caught lightning in a bottle. We all found out. Essentially, it was an aberration, although what's interesting is go look at what they did in 2008. I don't know if you remember it. Oh, in, in, in 08, they had a letdown, and then he got fired. No, they didn't have a letdown. They got off to a ridiculous start, and then they- The based- season was a letdown, though. Yes. Well, well, hold on. What happened in 2008 was they got off to a great start. They did? Yes, and then they lost like 13 of their last 14 to miss the playoffs. 08? That was, no, that was 2010. Go with up. Jim Tracy. Go 08, up. they were 20 and 36 after two months. Are you sure? Yes, I'm looking at it right now. All right, then maybe I'm thinking 2010. You're thinking of 2010 with Jim Tracy. What was oh, re- 08 was just a disappointment from the start. Okay. Oh, remember, in 07, before they got on the, before they started September, they were four games above 500. Again, they were incrementally getting better. Maybe I didn't cover. Maybe it's all a blur. Maybe I was covering another team. Like they, they were incrementally getting better. They go from 95 losses in 05 yep. to 86 losses in 06. And then at the start of September in 07, they were four games above 500. So he had them He had them making steady progress. It was then, yes, the rocket ship went up. Listen, I and like... And then they fell back. I like Clint Hurdle. A lot. He's a good guy. And one thing I like about him being back in the organization is he's not a guy who pulls punches. He speaks his mind, but he knows how to talk to Dick Montfort. Yes, he does. And I think that's one of the thing I, things I like most about him is, and Clint could get in trouble for this sometimes, but he doesn't suffer fools and he will not hold back on what his gut and conscience right. feel. When something is wrong, he's not going to just go with the flow. He's going to say... Do you know why he was let go? Remember they were slumping early in uh, 09. Well, yeah, but but that's, that's yes. part of the reason. He wore out his welcome in that clubhouse. Yeah. The guys couldn't get rid of him fast. And then he went to Pittsburgh, and what did he do? Same thing he did in Colorado. He is a, a, ver- a steady rebuild. Again, they, now they didn't go as far in the postseason right. as they did in Colorado, but it was a steady rebuild. And you can say probably really maximized what that club can do. Clint Hurdle is, as a person, is a burst of energy, but then he eventually wears on you. That's a lot of, that's a lot of guys, though. I mean, right. Buck Showalter is that same type of manager. Right. Good, good and I, for initial burst, but again, but four or five years down the line, you don't want Buck Showalter in your dugout. You want but, somebody else. But I really, really like Clint Hurdle. As a person, I like him. He's a good man, and he's good for the organization. Do I think things are going to turn around exponentially? No, not with the guys still running the show. I don't, but I'm glad he's in the organization. Danny, what do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? The Nuggets on the second night of a back-to-back this evening, and Time Magazine has named their Athlete of the Year. We'll discuss both of those topics on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman, if you're looking for wholesale loan to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Denver Nuggets got a win last night in New Orleans. It took them overtime to do it, and Jokic racked up 39 points, 11 assists, and 11 rebounds in the effort versus the Pelicans. Denver playing again tonight, second night of a back-to-back in San Antonio at 6.30 p.m. Mountain Time. The Spurs are 8-15 this season, but they do have some good wins over Milwaukee, Boston, and Golden State. Would you rather see Nikola Jokic dominate on short rest to fuel the Nuggets win or a balanced team win tonight? You got to play him tonight. If you don't play him, you're in real danger of going under 500 again. Yeah, and the thing is, at this point, even though it would be nice to get it again, some rest, and I think you do want balance. I, I would like to see tonight, not, not that Jokic, you don't want him to play well, but I want to see other, other guys able to carry the load at some point, if they're look, if they're a one man team, if they don't get Jamal Murray back in time, if they're just a one man team, they are going to be the ninth or tenth seed in, in the postseason, and they're going to have to basically win two games just to get in, get in the playoffs, and they're not going to have a margin for error. So they they need to develop a little more balance here. Jokic was the MVP of the league last year. He should be the unanimous MVP. Not one person should waste a vote on Antetokounmpo or Steph Curry. I don't want to hear it. I really, really don't. Steph Curry, I know how great of a shooter is. He's averaging 27.5 points a game. Jokic is averaging 26.5 points a game. That's pretty close, right? Mm -hmm. Jokic has more assists than this guy. Has as many steals per game as this guy. And when it comes to the stat per, mm-hmm. right? Why don't you explain what that is? Player efficiency rating. There's another one I'll get into as well, but go ahead. Tell, tell me about the per. Antetokounmpo is second with 30.32. Third is Montrez Harrell at 25.76. As for everybody's favorite darling, Steph Curry, he's 25.34. Again, Greek Freak second at 30.32, and Jokic is 34. The other thing. It's not close. It's not close. It's not close. And talk about a guy carrying his team. Talk about a guy carrying his team. And he's a better defensive player. He should get votes for defensive all team honors. The other thing, another other stat I was going to get into is uh, there is a wins above replacement stat as well. Is there? Similar PR. Jokic right now 
and it's it's value over replacement, and then you multiply it to get the wins, right? Jokic is has a wins above replacement right now of seven. Nobody else in the league, not even Giannis, is at six. Outside. A full win more than anybody else in the league they're responsible for. I, I know this is a stretch here. For two consecutive years, give me a guy outside of Terrell Davis in Denver that has dominated his league more than Nikola Jokic. And the only one who can really come Terrell to Davis. mind. It's not John Elway. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning is literally the only one name you can bring up. That's it. And his lead, because you could say Champ Bailey had two really dominant seasons in 05 and 06, but as a corner, you can only dominate but so much. Right. Right. Jokic is doing things outside of Manning and Terrell Davis that we have never seen. And I'm including Joe Sackick and Peter Forsberg and Patrick Waugh and Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon is unbelievable. But most people would take Connor McDavid. Although in terms of but there fire, are pe- there are a lot of people who would take others other than Jokic. But I think the point is, they shouldn't. Connor McDavid. If they value analytics, they shouldn't take on anybody the, uh, but Jokic. On the ice, Connor McDavid dominates more than McKinnon. Yes. As far as mental toughness, I take McKinnon over Connor McDavid all day. Well, my question regarding the Time Magazine Athlete of the Year was, I believe, just answered there talking about Nikola Jokic because I was going to ask who's the Colorado Athlete of the Year. Oh, God. But it's easily Jokic. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. should have maybe asked that first and then gotten into the Nuggets. But <laughs> okay. Simone Biles was named Time Magazine's Athlete of the Year, and her USA Gymnastics teammate, wow. Sunny Lee, was named Sports Illustrated's Athlete of the Year. So your thoughts on those selections by Time and Sports Illustrated, respectively. Simone Biles is Time's Athlete of the Year? Correct. Sports Illustrated is who? Sonny Tom. Lee. Okay. Okay. Allow me I thought to... I selected Tom Brady. Maybe I misread that. I thought it was Tom Brady, too. I, I, I may have today. seen bad information. Let me uh, double check. So, yeah, Tom Brady, Sports Person of the Year. In Sports Illustrated? Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, but Simone Biles, Times Player of the Year? Time Athlete, athlete of the Year. Athlete of the Year. Okay. Here's the thing. Allow me to be the one to say it because everyone is going to skirt around. And us. it was athlete of the year for Sonny Lee. Oh, okay. So sports person would be different than athlete So for some w- reason. So where's Simone Biles and all this? Simone right? Biles is Times Athlete of the Year. Yeah. Sonny Lee is Sports Illustrated's Athlete of the Year. Simone Biles would not have been Times Athlete of the Year had she not dropped out of part of the Olympics. She What she did was she raised awareness for mental health she is arguably the greatest gymnast ever no one's going to debate that but she got that award because of the awareness and quite frankly Mm -hmm. the firestorm that she caused by not doing it that's why yeah and uh, i mean the other one you could have you could get into as well for the same thing bringing up mental health but the firestorm is also naomi osaka right as well but that doesn't make you an athlete of the year i'm sorry that's totally misguided. It's but con- I think it's important that these things are brought 
into the public realm. I know Mental health needs to be Mace, a greater priority. Mace, I agree with you. It was brought up at the time. It continues to get brought up, but I'm sorry, you should not get a trophy because of it. If you are the athlete of the year, that means you are the best athlete of the year, not because you did something good for social justice. Let me ask you, was Colin Kaepernick Times Athlete of the Year? Might have been. But I could tell you right now, with all due respect to Simone Biles, uh, Colin Kaepernick, his influence as much as anything that Simone Biles did. Well, I can say like sport, the sports person of the year, one year was seven people, and it was for contributions outside of sports. It was for charitable contributions. Well, if that is the metric, not necessarily it's, the best athlete, then that's fine. I think maybe it's one of those things where... It's the metric isn't as concrete as perhaps you're presenting. Right. It's not always that way. Yeah. I think one year wasn't Times Person of the Year, you. Yeah. So congratulations. <laughs> you, all, all, all of us, us, all of us, were, Danny, congratulations. All of us can Thank say you. it's actually on my Twitter bio that I'm the Time 2006 Person of the Year. Yes. You, was it that long ago? Yeah. Wow. All right, that I, was, I'm, I'm proud of that honor. All right, that was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. The holidays are coming up. You don't want a refrigerator to you know blow loose on. You want to make sure that your oven is working. If it's kind of on the fritz, okay, and you need something new, highly recommend you go to Mountain High Appliance for any appliances. They have a sales staff. They can get you what you need. They can help you design an entire kitchen. Certainly fits something within your budget. Go to Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, do you believe the Broncos are going to make the playoffs at 6-6? Six and six? Well, I'll tell you a guy who thinks the Broncos are going to make the playoffs, and this guy knows something about football. He built the Dallas Cowboys in the 1970s. This guy is revered for his knowledge of football, and he's betting on the Broncos. We'll tell you who it is and what he said next. Mama's got a squeeze box head and never sleeps at night. 